the world sucks and in order to alleviate the slow creeping insanity in the back of my skull I've decided to just get on the internet and go hog fucking wild in an attempt at world domination that while it might probably not work out it's still better to do than spiral into the empty insanity that is the normal world so yeah that's covers about it really Supermind Exploder, released on March 27, 2021, features a collection of audio journals found and collected over the past 169 hours. They have been compiled here in their original format to preserve their legitimacy. Thank you. Oh, hey, I, uh, I didn't see you there. Welcome to Supermind Exploder. My name... Well, shucks, let's just say the folks like to call me Harrison. I want to tell you a tale. Sit down. Pull up a chair. This one is called Milkshake Duck and the Shrimp Toast Boy. Now, a long, long time ago, back in the old days of the internet, before your mamma and your pee-poo were sharing gifts of how Captain America may be involved in satanic bloodletting rituals... The internet was mostly made up of cute little harmless videos. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my god. Cheers. Toilet rain. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Ha ha, Charlie. bit me. It can't be here again. Chocolate rain. The prisons make you wonder where it went. Chocolate rain. Build a tent and say the world. Time went on, however, and the culture shifted. And as these large viral instances started to occur more often and with kind of more reach, people would seek to learn more information and perhaps mine even more content from their new favorite internet superstar. Only when they dug deeper, they would often be horrified at what they would find. Thus, the concept of the milkshake duck was born. On June 12, 2016, popular Twitter account at Pixelated Boat tweeted, quote, The whole internet loves milkshake duck, a lovely duck that drinks milkshakes. <clears throat> Five seconds later, we regret to inform you that milkshake duck is a racist. End quote. Now, the idea that something seemingly fun and harmless, having much darker undercurrents, has frankly been a prominent theme in our society for the last four years. Hell, you know, even longer than that, but the awareness and the tools have just not really been there for us to fully grasp. Hence, a lot of the kind of retroactive cancellations or 
you know, even things like Weinstein, where it's been in the public discourse and in the public knowledge and in episodes of fucking 30 Rock since I was a teenager, but nobody seemed to be able to break the story until Ronan Farrow got a hold of it. All that to say, I digress. Um, we've seen this play out countless times. Was Ken Bone, the delightful undecided voter from the 2016 election debates who everybody was suddenly horny for. They were buying out supplies of red sweaters everywhere and it turned out this dude was like a libertarian Reddit creep. Or there's the mother from Texas, the Chewbacca mask lady who everyone loved until she decided she was going to try to soothe the deep racial tensions in this country by lip syncing Heal the World by Michael Jackson after police murdered an unarmed black man in Texas. Or, just earlier this year, who could forget about our beloved Bean Dad? A podcaster and tweeter who wrote an incredibly bizarre, pretty libertarian, and an absolutely untrue story on Twitter about how his daughter was hungry and brought over a can of beans that he told her to open herself or she could go hungry. And would you believe it? That fucking annoying ass guy was also a milkshake duck who had tweets with the N-word in them and, when he was called out for them, doubled down and defended them. Now that story gets even crazier when it's revealed that he hosted a podcast with Ken Jennings, who you may recognize uh, from being the next in line to take over Jeopardy. Uh, Ken, in fact, came to Bean Dad's defense and, well, go see who ended up getting that Jeopardy hosting job. But look, I, I don't want to talk about those stories. Those are not the stories of now. This very week, we had a milkshake duck. And that milkshake duck comes in the form of a shrimp toast boy. And that shrimp toast boy's name is Jensen Karp. Now, who is Jensen Karp? Okay, Karp is one of those guys from the early 2010s who kind of caught the first wave of content creators online going mainstream. You may remember a time when you could just like tweet out some shit that your racist uncle said and you got a book deal. Or like you ran a web page called like, ooh, gross, a fucking emo, and suddenly you're sitting across from TV executives talking about who's going to be the lead in the new primetime NBC show based on it. He's also the son of some rich real estate folks. He published uh, some Urban Outfitters book about how he kind of knows Con Kanye. Uh, he had a horrible rap persona named Hot Carl who got in some trouble a few years ago and is notorious for stealing jokes and podcasts from other L.A. comedians. And on to tie a little bow on top of that, this man is married to, I think, the childhood crush of many 90s kids, Topanga, from Boy Meets World. Now, this particular story begins this week on March 22nd, when Carp tweets out from his account, quote, um, at CTC Squares, uh, brief side note, CTC Squares is going to be referring to Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the cereal, from now on in this um, back in uh why are there shrimp tails in my cereal this is not a bit unquote now quickly cinnamon toast crunch responded to the shrimp like objects and they said that they were actually just accumulations of cinnamon sugar that probably weren't properly bl blended and that there was no possibility of cross-contamination with shrimp so carp began to start drama on twitter accusing the company of gaslighting him, and even rejecting General Mills' request that he send the box into them for examination. So this is kind of when internet sleuths begin their first round of digging. At first, the discourse kind of revolves around this rift uh, between those believing Carp's story and a passionate base of folks who are arguing quite the opposite, that he is lying. 
Uh, those defending CARP would be quick to note that this is not the first time that General Mills had a shrimp cross-contamination issue. In 2011, a Michigan blueberry packer shipped some shrimp-contaminated blueberries to be packaged in a General Mills blueberry scones. A lawsuit followed, and ultimately GM won. Now, those in disbelief of CARP's story found much, much, much to be suspect of. First off is the photo. Uh, the bag of cereal is taped up. Now, many asked Carp uh, about this, and he said that this is how he found the bag, which led many to then wonder, why would you even open a bag of cereal that you believe to be blatantly tampered with? Many people took that and believed that this was immediately a stunt, because who the fuck would do that? They were also quick to note that Carp's wife, Danielle Fischel, uh, a.k.a. Topanga from Boy Meets World, shot sponsored content for Cinnamon Toast Crunch just under a year ago. And, weirdly enough, that Carp himself used to regularly appear on a podcast called Pistol Shrimp Radio. Now, Carp spent the following hours boosting folks backing his claims, including self-described ocean experts, longtime fans, people simply supporting him against his haters. Carp even claimed to have found a quote-unquote crustacean expert at the L.A. Natural History Museum who was going to be doing DNA forensic examination on the object. But all that is not relevant here. Okay? None of that is what truly makes this incident truly a prime candidate to be a milkshake duck. It's the revelations that come in the following days that Carp really is a sitting duck just like sipping a fucking milkshake. So Wednesday morning, um, writer, comedian, basketball player Melissa Stenton posted to her Twitter account in reference to the flurry of articles and posts, um, never explicitly naming, but... Uh, through the comments and through many other, uh, you know, context clues and, uh, and further confirmation from other people, it does appear she is talking about carp here. And she says, quote, I'm going to read the whole thread to you right now. <clears throat> quote, what you may not know about the man behind the viral posts, unquote. So that she's quoting like the headlines here. Okay, Cam. What, like he's a manipulative, gaslighting, narcissistic ex-boyfriend who once told me he was surprised I hadn't killed myself because my life was so worthless? Getting lots of texts from girls still in therapy over his terror. At least we have this fun little club. Look, I'm no sweetheart. I've done slash said some dumb things, dated problematic men, but to have so many women reached out with the exact same story confirms that what I dealt with wasn't because of me. It's a disturbing tactic he used to control and demean women. Still getting messages from women about how awful he was. Had no idea it was this many, but not surprised. Should have seen the red flag when he claimed John Mayer was his best friend. End quote. Now, Stenton's bravery encouraged a flood of other posts with allegations of sexual, emotional, and professional misconduct. Um, here are just a selection. Quote, just FYI, the Shrimp Tales guy is both a marketing professional and someone who's lied to my face without flinching, unquote, at a Twitter user, Brandon underscore Bird. Uh, retweeting the article about the incident, user at Rory Uphold shared, quote, that this is the most abusive person I've ever been with and I am crying as I type this, end quote. The theme repeats over and over, blocked for not being, quote, Grateful enough after a surprise threesome, unquote. Stories of how they've known this guy is abusive for years. Now, again, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yet, 
Most people will not know that side of the story. For most people browsing the web, it's just, wow, some guy with a blue check found some shrimp in his cereal. That's crazy. But for many, this brought up trauma from their past to see their abuser lifted up as this kind of like fun net cycle. Now, I don't have an ending to this story. There'll be milkshake ducks again. There will be faves who are problematic. But how do you respond? How do you, like, how do you choose who to boost in these scenarios? In his over 72 tweets since the start of this saga on Monday, Carp has neither addressed the allegations against him nor provided any update to the legitimacy of his claims regarding the serial. Hey, we got a great show for you guys tonight. Stick around for Notes from the Road with Johnny. Anime is fucking awesome with Emmanuel and our wonderful music guest, Caroline Dubberly. Notes from the Road. Notes from the Road? Wow, hello. Greetings from Denton, Texas. Howdy. Howdy. Howdy, y'all. How's it trucking, everybody? Um, Caroline and I were just on the road for for ten hours each day, twenty full hours of driving for the last couple days, which is exhausting for anybody. To just be, you know, looking at that sweet open road. For 20 hours. For 20 hours. Just, yeah, we did, we did five-hour shifts, and, um, and it went all right. It went all right. Um, there were a couple times where we had to be like, wake up! Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Give yourself a little slap. Give a little pinch. I, and, and, and I had a few goals going into this trip. What were your goals? Um, to drink enough water. <laughs> I think we did that. I think we did that. We had a bunch of Topo Chico's, which we really like. And, um, yeah, and w- w- we, were, we were listening to a lot of good things as yeah. well. One of the best podcasts, but... It w- was hard to listen to for, you know... 10 hours in the car yeah is well we didn't watch 10 we didn't look shit listen to 10 hours mm, certainly not certainly not but that would be if you were to even, act. even like the hour and a half that we did listen to right was rough it was tough stories necessary yeah. stories yeah it's the the podcast is called this is actually happening and it's really good, and um, basically almost every episode needs a trigger warning. So if you need to not listen to this podcast, that's okay. But it's a really great podcast, and they've got – it's all people who are telling their own stories, things that they have experienced, which is incredible. Extremely traumatic experiences, too. Yeah, so N- certainly, to. right, certainly not all of them. Oh my gosh, so good. I I didn't expect the ending. I didn't expect I didn't expect him to be so ballsy. I know. So there's this guy and he goes to Japan and he's living in Japan 
and he accidentally Don't spoil it, right he has some run-ins with the mob i will not spoil it but please listen to that episode i forget what it was called what if you were but, hunted by the japanese mafia or something like that yeah really good um and then we were listening to some albums yeah mm-hmm. well what was your favorite album we listened to I don't know. I really, we listened to really good ones. We listened to Hotel Paper by Michelle Branch. We yes. listened to. I forgot how many absolute bops, bops are on that. If I just breathe, meditate, everything is alright. Breathe. Thank you. And she's married to the drummer of the Black Keys. Yes, Patrick Carney. Oh, I don't remember that person's name. That's okay. We'll edit it in post. Yeah, we'll edit, we'll put like correct name here. Uh, um, let, me, let me look it up. Just take the time, you know. Right, and I mean, before before we left, I was talking to Harrison about. Patrick. Trap Patrick Carney, yay! Um, we were talking about travel being being fun in the like you get to stop, you get to have a treat. Yes, I'll have this. Ooh. And of course, if you are versed in the Mind Sugar universe, you will know that some of my favorite Seven Eleven treats are not to everyone's liking. We didn't stop at a single 7-Eleven. We didn't. Not a single 7-Eleven did we stop at. Yeah, lots of travel stops. Yeah. Did you get any treats? I got, um, no, just coffee. Yeah. I didn't get any treats. Although I would say that we ate for our meals on the road some pretty great food. Which brings me to my second goal of the trip. Which was to not eat all fast food. Yeah. Which is hard. You're on the road, you know. But we went to this really cool place in Little Rock. It's called the Root Cafe, if you're there. Would very much recommend the curry chicken salad sandwich. And I would recommend the ham and grilled cheese sandwich which apparently should be called a panini, according to the subreddit that my sister has seen. There's a subreddit on grilled cheeses, and there's, like, massive debate about it's only a grilled cheese if there's only cheese, and if you add other things, it becomes a panini, which I think is not as nuanced an argument as I would like, but I'm going to call what I had a motherfucking grilled cheese. (laughs) What are we gaining from this grilled cheese puritanism? That's a good question. Well, well, why can't it? I, I was making the argument that if it is a majority cheese, it's a grilled cheese. If it's made in a in a in a pan or a griddle, it's a grilled cheese. If it's pressed, then it's a panini. Uh, but is is a, a a two pieces of bread with some cheese and a panini not a grilled cheese? Are all paninis grilled cheese? Is it, you know, like a square rectangle conundrum? Are all paninis grilled cheeses? Do all paninis have Have cheese? cheese? I don't know. I want to say 
most of them from Panera. I don't think I've ever had a Panera panini. What's your favorite? There's one with avocado that's really good, and it's like and avocado and cheese. I don't know how I feel about avocado and cheese mixing unless it's a taco. <sighs> right, and your thing from The Root had... No, that was in the morning we had. Yes. We stopped oh at that God. great coffee shop, which, quick advertisement for the coffee shop, it was called... What was it called? I like had this whole buildup. Listen, you can't do an advertisement for something if you can't remember the name of it, and that's that. It was called like Head. I mean, we can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can find it. Um, they had great coffee, and I had a great everything bagel. This headquarters headquarters in Nashville. This has slowly become like an advertisement food segment. (laughs) But I like traveling and I like eating food from places, you know? You get the vibes. Food is food is is culture, you know. Food is culture. Yeah. Um yeah. What else? What else should we I got a, a vaccine appointment? Yes. Which was very exciting on the road, which was the appointment. The, the appointment, the appointment, right? <laughs> the a doctor in a motorcycle, drove beside us, jumped At seventy miles an hour on I forty. Oh it was my really, god! It was very. It was like the, like the beginning of of, oh fuck! What's the, what's the, the movie with Kevin Bacon? Um, Footloose. Footloose. <laughs> right, because at the beginning of that movie, isn't there a scene where like she's in one car and then another car drives aside, she tries to crawl into the other one, and there's like a. <laughs> truck coming right right it was right. very much like that that's how the doctor was able to get john his vaccine yes appointment a la beginning of footloose for the fans yeah and i have an appointment and it's on easter and i'm excited and it's you know we're getting into this time of of ending not ending because you no. know what I mean? There's a, there, there's a new a new beginning does not have to be the finale of something. Do you no, know what I'm trying to say? I don't think this is the end of COVID. I think we're no. COVID is going to come back in new forms. I think it'll be eventually very much like the flu that we see now. But right. and I'm wondering if we will be taking new vaccines every. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't. Know. I don't know what the what the life cycle of this these strains are or others that emerge like are we beginning an era the quarantine era the pandemic era of humanity for a while do you think do you think that after vaccines get rolled out and of course really they're really only being rolled out in in um in places like germany and the united kingdom and the united states they're not being rolled out in many, many places in the world that need them. But um, do you think that after a majority of the people are vaccinated in the U.S. that we'll have to do another quarantine? I, 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 not for COVID-19. Maybe for COVID-21? Maybe for COVID-21 through 30. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. It just, like, is this... 
is this the 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 new frontier because i don't want to think that like this quarantine time meant nothing which is always like the fear that i feel like i have thinking of like coming out of the quarantine and and all of those like for me it was a very like personal exploratory learning period and i feel like and hope it was for a lot of other people and society as a whole. And I don't want to forget those lessons as well. <laughs> so there sorry. you have it, folks. <laughs> I, um, I was <coughs> busy. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's a weird transitional time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's lucky to be able to say that this was a time of of reflection and things like that. Um, yeah. Just want to acknowledge that, but but absolutely, I think it's been really lucky um, for for a few of us, you know, yeah. for many of us. Um, I I have been feeling like it's been a, a a good time of reflection, a necessary time of like pause. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Yeah. What has been your biggest lesson from the pandemic and what are you looking most forward to when you have the vaccine? The full the full, the full vaccine. Dose. The full both doses because I do have one of the doses. This lesson would have to be learning how to do things intentionally intention in all things so that's been a really nice thing for me to cultivate this year for sure yeah. and once I get the full vaccine um, my second dose in a couple weeks I'm and then a couple weeks after that once it's fully kicked in I'm, I'm really looking forward to continuing to develop meaningful relationships with a small group of people who I want to be around. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we kind of, in our little pods, pods and bubbles, kind of had to hunker down on who we choose to spend our time with. Mm -hmm. And I think for everyone that's important to analyze how you're spending your time. Because mm -hmm. at least for the beginning of it, my schedule was free. I was like... Dude, remember, remember so long ago when quarantine was like fun in the beginning. Right. Everyone was baking bread. Everyone was doing crafts and yeah. Yeah. And the long road has brought us here to another. You know, it, it, I don't. I don't want to have the tone of that. This is an ending. You know what I mean? Right. But you said something the other day when we were on the road about how in some ways you're kind of not dreading it but you know people keep saying things like a return to normal mm. and i think we both are of the same mind that we don't want things to return to the way they were no. in many ways um for sure yeah and i don't want to return to the same social circles and the same life that i had before um, absolutely. 
Me, me as well. Me as well. And yeah, it's illuminated many deep-rooted uh, conditions of many structures and things around us, including, I feel like, my own condition has been evaluated. And, and so many things that we hold dear, that we think we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Caroline, what do you got? What do you got? What do you, what do you, are you, are you happy to be back in Texas? I am. I'm so happy to be back in Texas. I love my friends here. I love the food here. I love my family. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's a rest from, from, from many of the things and the, I don't know, Texas is different than, than the East Coast. Texas is different, baby. It is. Like, we went on a run this morning. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Physically, very beautiful outside. Um, visually. <laughs> very like, the physical world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't you laugh at me, mister. My dad asked you what felines have been in your life, and you thought he said females. Don't even. I was very embarrassed by that. You you were. You looked at me and you were like, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, exactly. I'm embarrassed. I am embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah, what? Who talks like that? How many felines have been in you? Yeah, why? Like, the weirdest part is that you thought I yes, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Females to talk about women. Yeah, I was a little taken aback and I was like, oh, Sure. Yeah, I'll answer that yeah, question. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, well. <laughs> yeah, but no, 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 no. So the physical world was very beautiful. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I just like, we saw people outside as we passed, like who were mowing or whatever. And it was just like waving at everyone. And yeah. they would wave back. And Caroline, we've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they all knew me also. <laughs> no. Um, but it's just, I don't know. There's something... Even though, obviously, Texas has a lot of problems, there's just something more open and friendlier about about it, at least where we are. Um, yeah, it's the great. The space is nice. It, it's so big and, yeah. It, there's a song about Texas called Your Texas, and I think it's... Oh my God, what musical is it from? Your Texas. Your Texas. You're a grand old place. And when you walk down the street. You are making this shit up. Your Texas. Is that it? No. (laughs) No, it's from the musical Giant. Oh, which was a movie, which was the last movie that James Dean was ever wow. in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Can you believe it? There's a... Okay, so there's a there's a line in it. Okay, it says this. Your Texas. Now, I don't know your Texas, but even so, I imagine that a man can be 
can be more independent, wild, and free in Texas. The last frontier is Texas, and unlike here, there's a great unknown just waiting there for those who wish to dream and dare your Texas. Beautiful. Yes. Wow. Well, well, with that, we're going to go watch a movie. It was good checking in with everybody. Yeah, we're going through the Marvel movies. Captain Marvel. Yeah, we watched, we finished Captain Marvel. Yeah, I, 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 it grew on me through the movie. Hello, folks. It's your boy, 124E-Man, with another episode of Anime is Actually Fucking Awesome. Okay. So, with the change of the season comes happiness for most regular people. But for us anime stands, this winter transition into spring is one filled with most, most sadness. The winter season of anime sees the ending, the series finale of two major power players in the anime world currently, with those animes being Black Clover and Attack on Titan. Both of those animes are entering their series finale at the end of the month, and many anime fans will be sad to see them go. But I am here today to say, don't be sad, get glad. And I am going to give you your spring 2021 anime preview, where we will be talking about a few animes coming out in the next season that are worth checking out or worth keeping on your radar and worth, you know, Give it a look-see, all right? So let's dive in and do a deep dive of what is coming out in the next season. So the return of the spring means for us anime fans that we're going to see a few new ones, a few second seasons, and a few reboots of some classic animes that some of us may know and may love. I'm going to go ahead and highlight a few right now. So in spring 2020, 21, we will be seeing the return of wide, worldwide anime favorite, uh, My Hero Academia for its fifth season. The fifth season of My Hero Academia begins after the conclusion of the fourth season. Uh, I'm not going to give too much spoilers in case anyone is a viewing, but there has been a shakeup in the hero society of the hero rankings and... The former number one hero is no longer the number one hero. So we have a new number one hero who in the last season has done a great deed and has solidified and really taken on the role of the number one hero. And we get to see what happens next. (laughs) And uh, I, for one, am excited about this one. Um, It comes from Studio Bones. Um, I believe the first episode drops sometime in March. It actually might drop today, March 27th, for those who don't know. Um, so yeah, let's, let's stay, let's stay tuned and see what our good friends over at Bones Studios have for us. Awesome. The next anime we're going to highlight for the spring 2021 teaser is That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Part 2, uh, Season 2, Part 2. Um, 
Yeah, I, I highlighted it on uh, my last uh, anime. is actually fucking awesome. I mean, Slime is a classic isekai. It's so fucking good and brilliant. And if anybody has been watching part one of season two in the winter slot, uh, I feel like anyone is going to be excited for uh, season or part two of season two in the spring slot. And that comes to us by way of 8-Bit Studios. And the first episode shall come on April 6, 2021. So stay tuned for that. Keep your eyes open for that time. I got reincarnated as a slime. Season 2, part 2. Awesome. And the next anime we're going to highlight for spring 2021 is a reboot that i'm actually low-key fucking excited as fuck for it is the shaman king reboot 2021 version so shaman king was an anime that was on the popular uh anime saturday morning cartoon block for kids tv back way, way 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 back in the day when i was a kid and um it was one that i really took to uh i've read a bit of shaman king through the american uh, english version of shonen jump it's a great story uh it deals with some supernatural things uh shamans can communicate with ghosts spirits and gods and they fight each other in a tournament uh, against to see who the ultimate shaman is and the ultimate shaman becomes the Shaman King. Now, this is a uh, completely new reboot of the old series, so I'm excited to see what they do with the new uh, CGI um, and just uh, how they can take this story and, you know, re retell it for a new generation. So definitely be on the lookout for the Shaman King reboot coming to us on April 1st, 2021 very 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 much excited very much excited another one that is going to be exciting for this spring 2021 season is the final season of fruit baskets yes i know fruit baskets final season um fruit baskets is a story about uh some japanese uh zodiac members who basically are humans but also animals and are having a tough go of it and they meet this uh, orphan girl who is really nice to them and is trying to help them uh break their curse of being zodiac animals i guess um so we will see how it all concludes in the final season that will be premiering on april 13th 2021 awesome The next episode or the next series that I am excited for in the spring 2021 block is Nomad Megalo Box 2. So if anybody has seen Megalo Blocks, the original Gearless Joe, he was a guy who was basically fighting in these mecha boxing competitions where they would attach like robot uh, mechanical shit to your arm and like it was like a fighting thing or whatever anyway really fucking cool really fucking awesome um i believe this second part of the series takes place seven years after 
Gearless Joe won the tournament in the first one. Spoiler. Oops. Yeah. I mean, obviously he was going to win. Um, but yeah, Gearless Joe has to fight underground matches again. Um, and once again, donning his gear. But now I guess he doesn't have as much clout and he's only known as the Nomad. So super excited about that. Megaloblox was a classic. And I'm very surprised that they came out with a season two of Megaloblox. Now, for Manny's obscure pick of the spring 2021 season. I feel like this one may not have as much hype behind it as the other ones that I mentioned, but I still am very excited to see what they're going to do with it, how it's going to play out, and what it's going to be like. And the one that I'm excited for is Full Dive. The ultimate next-gen Full Dive RPG is even shittier than real life. Um, This one hasn't received much hype, much media coverage. It's a spring 2021 anime, and it is to premiere on April 7th, 2021. Uh, The synopsis goes as such. In an unexpected turn of events, dull high school student Hiroyuki obtains the Full Dive role playing game Kiwami Quest. Created by the best of technology, the game claims to take reality to its extremes. From stunning graphics, NPC behavior, to the scent of vegetation, and even the sensation of wind brushing against the skin. Everything was the result of an ultimate workmanship. Except the game is a little too realistic and messy. Um, so Kwame Quest features over 10 quadrillion flags and reflects the player's real life physical abilities in the game. Being hit in the game also hurts in real life and slash wounds take days to heal. The only reward here is the sense of accomplishment. Conquer the most stressful game in history that can't be played casually. So, um, it's giving me very much, uh, sword art online meets uh shield hero meets all of those good isekai things that we love i always love when they take the isekai genre and they frame it in the form of a video game or a full dive video game in which someone is completely immersed in the game get like such as overlord sword art blase blase I'm excited for this one. I think it's going to be a sleeper. I feel like as soon as it comes out, everyone's going to be obsessed with it and talking about it. But you all can remember that you heard it here first. Um, Anime is actually fucking awesome with Manu. And Full Dive, the ultimate next-gen Full Dive RPG is even shittier than Real Life, which is the full title. Will be premiering on April 7th, 2021. It will be produced by Katakawa, which is a major, 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 major anime producing studio. They actually um, produced my sleeper anime of the winter 2021 season. I, I, I mean, I guess it was a sleeper anime for like a day, and then everybody was like, oh, Jobless, Isakai, Jobless Reincarnation. But yeah, uh, that was a Katakawa product. Katakawa does a lot, a lot of good work. So I'm excited to see what they do with this, and I'm almost 1 million percent certain this shit is going to be funny as fuck. So anyone who's interested in the isekai genre, some, you know, humor, 
Um, video games are, you know, just likes to watch good media. I would be on the lookout for Full Dive. The ultimate next-gen Full Dive RPG is even shittier than real life. And yeah, that about wraps it up for today. Anime is and will forever be fucking awesome. I'm your boy, 124E-Man. Please make sure that you rate the podcast wherever you watch your podcast. And yeah, make sure you drink water and take your meds. This is E-Man. Peace out. Now, Caroline Dubberly. Be a 
consequence to acid tinted words and yet you countered with your silence hid behind me in my pain and as you sit there satiated feeling good about yourself and how you leveraged up your silence i hope it slowly gives you hell and if you ask me how i'm doing i'll say i'm fine i'm fine i swear to fucking god that i am fine i just wish that i would die oh my must be easy to forget and the burdens on us who are dead inside with nothing left to give if you pay fealty to the system the system lets you live every week on supermind exploder we like to focus our audience um, and focus our attention on issues in the world that need our immediate response uh, now, this week, I was made aware of a situation unfolding in the Echo Park neighborhood of Los Angeles, uh, and I wanted to read a statement from a group called Echo Park Rise Up that will give a bit of uh, context to kind of why I chose this area, and I'm going to try, for the most part this evening, to let those on the ground speak for themselves through their own words, so here we go. <clears throat> This is for immediate release 322-2021. Facing forced displacement by LAPD on Wednesday without offering an adequate alternative, Echo Park Twent Deller community announces press conference and community rally. <clears throat> a year has gone by in which housed and unhoused neighbors have worked together to create a beautiful and much lauded homeless-run outdoor community at Echo Park Lake. We have built and share kitchens hot showers, a community garden, trash cleanup, a sense of security, safety, and stability, and healing for drug addiction and mental illness with our own pioneering forms of therapy in the absence of any help from the city government. This community has drawn widespread neighborhood and Los Angeles organizational support, including Street Watch LA, Ground Game LA, DSLA, uh, DSALA, and LA CAN. We have also received media coverage from NPR, the LA Times, and Knock LA. As was reported in the LA Times, two weeks ago, local county councilman Mitch O'Farrell, in conjunction with LAPD, declared their plan to forcibly displace up to 50-plus tent dwellers of Echo Park Lake as soon as possible without providing an adequate alternative. The following statement is from uh, the Echo Park tent community. For the past year, or at least ever since COVID hit, we've been left alone. Worse, we've been intentionally deprived of our basic needs, like when city cut off streetlights and water fountains, but only on the, quote, homeless side of the park, unquote. Or when they decided to no longer throw away, quote, homeless, unquote, trash. Their words, not ours. 
The point is, we've had nothing but each other this past year, and it's honestly been a relief. The biggest pandemic in years actually turned out to be a blessing for us. Without the constant LAPD and city harassment uprooting our lives, we've been able to grow, to come together as a community, not just unhoused, but housed as well, and work together for the mutual aid and benefit of each other. Greater than that, we've gotten together as a community, unhoused and housed and did things together outside the context of charity or pity. We did things together for the sake of doing things together as one community, not separated by labels. Together, we've been able to see and enjoy each other's common humanity in a way the city, with its lens of economy, never could. So to sum up to Mitch O'Farrell, our demand is simply this. Please continue to leave us alone or stand with us. Ignore us as if we don't exist, much like you've been doing, and enjoy your corruption and greed, or come out and stand with us. Stand in solidarity with all of your constituents, not just those with monies and housing. Watch as District 13 becomes a beacon of light for the world, reshaping and reimagining what it means to be a community of people living together. End of statement. Now, in the days since that statement's been released, there's been a huge outpouring of su support from the Echo Park community. Um, I've, I've heard from people on the ground there uh, that the police have been incredibly antagonistic. They've arrested journalists. They shot live munitions at journalists. They broke up a peaceful assembly and kettled, threatening to arrest hundreds of protesters the other night. And they need your support. So you can check up in the... Uh, you can check up in the description for an awesome link tree as well as a packet that will give you talking points, point you in the direction of emails to send because we need to stand up and protect our communities. And if they will not let communities take care of themselves, then what do we even have left? So go take a look. There's lots of great ways to donate. You can donate tents and showers. You can donate survival goods. You can donate money directly. Um, they're doing great work over there. Uh, you can also send emails if you don't have that kind of capital. If you have the capital of time to give, that is also hugely helpful. Thank you so much for your consideration and time. And please support Echo Park Lake and their community. We stand in solidarity with them. Thank you all for joining us again this week for Super Mind Exploder. From all of us here, I know we greatly appreciate it. A huge thank you to Caroline Doverly for being our musical guest this week. As well as to all of you, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can find all of our social media links and all the other stuff that we work on up in those beautiful show notes above. From all of us here, have a good weekend, everybody. <laughs>